Found people find people. Say that with me. Found people find people. It's it's more than just an idea or a series that I'm, we're going to preach. It's that's not what it is. It is it is the core value. I mean, you have core values in your family or in your own life. Even if you don't know them, you have them. And and found people find people is a core value of the church of the living God. It's it's a reality that if you have something like the apple butter cake that is so good, you want to share it with somebody. You know, if you know April Stark is cooking, right? You do. You don't just say, "Well, you know what? I don't want to tell anybody about it because she cooks way more than enough, and it is out of the park every time." And so, it's if if you know something's good, you're going to share it with somebody else. And so the whole idea of of found people finding people in in the uh as you're going to hear it is a principle it's a core value of Jesus. Uh there's a scripture I gave them back there I don't even know where uh it's in uh well I better find it just so you think I'm uh good at this. Um it is in Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10. And the scripture says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The entire purpose of Christ coming to earth was not to parade around righteousness and, and, uh, to declare how good you could be, but he was going to find those that, uh, needed a savior. And he is, um, continually about seeking and saving that which is lost. So I'm here to tell you today, if you came into this house and you're a mess, your life's a mess, your world's upside down, I'm going to tell you, you've got his attention. You've got his attention more than the one that's living that life that just seemingly everything's going great. Uh, you've got the attention, not only of our Savior, but of the church. Found people, find people is a principle that I want us as an assembly to live by. That I'm convinced if we want the favor and the blessing and the provision of God, it's going to be because we become a partaker of His ministry. This is not about us four and no more. You know, we got a great thing going on, a building that's paid for, and you know, great people, great music, all this stuff, and we, we don't need, you know, you know what happens when new people come in? New problems. Come on, you didn't bring problems with you? Come on, we're, we, because we're problem filled. And, 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 you know, you get to that place, well, I don't want any new problems. Well, I'm telling you, there's not a problem that you can bring into this assembly that God does not have the antidote for. That He doesn't have an answer for. And the reality of it is, I was a mess when He found me. And because He found me and He delivered me and He set me free, it's just a thrill for me. Why was I so excited when Steve Stark walked through the door? Not just because, wow, finally somebody came to church. I realized that there was a man that was hungry for something. And I could not wait to introduce him to a Savior. And have him experience the very thing that I experienced because Jesus found me. And I just wanted to share it with somebody. Now, um, 
you know, I, I, we've been in places, some of you here, that the pressure's on, like we gotta go out and sell the gospel. You know, the pressure's on you. Yeah, I was, I was told one time, if you're not out winning the loss, they don't even think you're saved. You know, okay, it's a stupid stuff. Ignorant. I'm gonna tell you, you can't, you can't sell this. It's not for sale. It, 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 the, the flow come, uh, uh, found people finding people is the natural response or the spiritual response of your needs being so filled by a savior that you just want to tell somebody. It's just that good. You know, and you know, I've told a lot of people, uh, over the years that since he found me and I would say the greater majority of them didn't pay any attention. But when you realize how good it is, it shouldn't affect the way you speak. You know, because there's always that one. There's always, all of a sudden, you run into somebody, or or years later, you can make that divine connection again. And 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 the one, some that I've talked to years ago, see, his word doesn't return void. It goes as a seed, and who knows how long it takes to bear the fruit. Who knows how long it takes for them to come to that divine appointment where they have that place of need in their life. It's impossible to be found if you don't realize you're lost. It's when I realized I had a desperate need for a Savior that I could hear His voice. That the path that I was going, the direction I was going, I desperately wanted to change and I didn't even know how to change it until he entered into my life. And uh, so the whole idea of found people seeking uh, as Christ did, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. They they accused him of all kinds of things. You know, you think if Jesus is going to start a worldwide movement, which he did, he'd come and, and find some great organization that was going on, but he bypassed them all. He went into the highways, into the byways of this world and found flat-out sinners, heathens. I knew he was a heathen the moment I saw Steve. <laughs> and, 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 but he took our lives. And he transformed us. So the, the glory is God's and not man's. See, religion will lift up ideas. It'll lift up, uh, uh, sometimes lift up men. But the reality of what we want to do, uh, is for you to find him and that he be lifted up in your life. So let me just, uh, Try to, and, I, and I'm mindful of the time here. I'm not going to take too long, but I, I want to want you to see something. When I was uh, my own story, I feel like I've told it so many times over the years. But uh, there's always newer people coming in that haven't heard the story. But I was 19 years old when he found me, and um, the reality of it is, listen to this, folks. You, you think you choose him, but you don't. I'm telling you, he chooses you first. The reason, even the reason that you're here is because God draws you. I, I cannot tell you why he does 
for some and not for others. I, it, it, that's too much for me. I don't even know, but I'm telling you, God puts it in your heart. He says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I believe after he chooses you, you have to make a choice. But there's some of you here today that have run long and far and tried to get away from him, but because you're chosen, you can't seem to get away. Can I get a witness? There's some of you here today that because you've chosen and even you've decided at one point in your life, you're trying to get away from him now, but you know what? He keeps dragging you back. You know why? He's bigger than you. Okay? He knows what it is and how it is to get your attention. And so you you can fight against it a long time, but I'm telling you, if he chooses you, he's not going to stop. So you might better just give it in. <laughs> give it up. I, I, here, here's what, a couple things that happened. Jeannie and I were talking uh, just this week and kind of rehearsing life. You know, you get to that age where you're looking back and, and thinking, you know, uh, all that's gone on. And um, I, just from both of us, just so thankful that at a young age, God uh, uh, found us. And by that, not that we, and again, nobody, nobody in this flesh lives a perfect life. And I'm not here bragging of how great we did it and, and, and all of that. I, what we're, what we were declaring in our conversation is how thankful we are that, that Jesus uh, revealed himself to us and that we were able, um, by hit and miss and, and by fault and failure and sometimes succeeding, bring that into our family, bring that into the, our life choices. To have the girls that we have and to have the friends that we have and to have, you know, uh, uh, just the, the security in our own relationship and all of these things. It's not because, uh, you know, we won life's lottery, lottery. It's because we chose to follow after Christ. And because of that, the fruit of that in our life. Sometimes you don't realize how good you've got it because you're in the heat of the battle. You know, you're fighting this and you're fighting that and you're, you're trying to do this big thing and the next big thing and you, you know, always reaching and you don't realize every once in a while, those of you that serve him that have been found, you need to stop and look at your life. And I'm going to tell you what, I shudder to think and you may think I'm trying to be dramatic, I'm not, but where would I be had he not found me? I, and, and and what my life would have been. And so what that does is we look at others' lives around us, and there and there's a it's a mess out there, folks. Is it a mess out there? Or am I am I seeing things? I mean, I don't even have. I, I can't even tell you in the political arena of our lives what to do. I wouldn't tell you anyway. But man, I, you know, what we need to do is pray. Say, God, have your way here. Do so. My, but, but that in, in our culture, in our, in our society, things are upside down. 
What used to be called evil is now called good, and what used to be called good is now called evil. If you stand for somebody, you're a hater. If you stand for something, you're one that hates. I don't hate anybody. But I'm going to stand for what I know is true. And, and, and the world around us is upside down. And young people, you, you know, you're pressured on every side and, and, and shamed into believing what the world's pushing on you. I'll say it again. Parents, listen to me. Public school is not all evil. But it's not all good either. And it's not what they teach. It's the way they teach it. It's shame and reward. How did the culture get flipped on its head? And I'm going off notes here for just a second. In the last 10 years, we're all of a sudden, because we're shamed into agreeing with the culture. It's shameful. It's pressure. It's not, and we've learned, we've learned, we've been taught how to learn things. We, it's the way they teach us. All the way up into college, God help us. You wonder how our culture's been flipped upside down. But, but the, the idea of what's around us in, 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 it, I'm not here to declare just because we're counting our blessings that we look out and see somebody whose lives are upside down or their, their relationships are a mess or their, their children are off and, 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 uh, addicted or, or hurting, you know, all of these different things. I'm not looking at, I'm so righteous and what's the matter with you? The only thing I can say is, God, you found me. And I had the sense, I didn't know how I had the sense enough to, to, to choose to follow you, but I did. And because of that, and only because of that, do I stand here and look at the last 35 years filled with heartache, hurt, you know, yeah, failure, all of those things, but the grace of God has been there every day. And His goodness and His favor is evident in the direction that we're going and the blessings of God. They've just been there. Why? Because I've been found. And it is absolutely, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring somebody, if you're here today, you know, and, and, and I, it's not like I'm trying to sell gateway. Gateway is temporary. I, I hope it's temporary in the next hundred years, you know. Sticks around past my lifetime. But I'm telling you, this is temporary. Jesus, following him and finding him, that's eternal. And the whole purpose that we are here, the reason we're here, we have all of these things. I love the way Martha said it. Man, we were trying to sweeten the deal so that we can get to the bread. Bring them to the harvest party. Why? We want to trick them into finding them. I want to do it any way we, short of sin, let's do it. But here, here's what, here's, uh, right, I'm going to read in just a minute. When I was converted, and I was converted, that was a conversion for me. Oh, Wade saw the light. They thought I was going to come back with my collar turned around. Uh, when I was converted, I came back, and it, my life was changed. 
because I want, I was following him and, and, uh, I testified to my family and told my dad and my dad said, wait, if you found him, you know what dad said? He said, you got to tell your brothers. I would, longest day I live. One of the first things he said, he said, you got to tell your brothers. He said, if you found them. And, and, uh, that just has resonated, whatever the word is. I hope I said that right with me for years. And, and here, here it is in John chapter one and verse 37. It says, two disciples heard him and, uh, say this and they followed Jesus. They're disciples of John. When Jesus turned around, noticed them following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? They said, Rabbi, which means teachers, where are you staying? He said, come and you'll see. So they went and they saw where he was staying. They stayed with him that day. About 10 in the morning, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. And he first found, he first found his own brother Simon and told him, we found the Messiah. The first thing he did was he went to that to, to his brother and said, Man, I, I found him. We found him. He wasn't trying to sell anything to Peter. He wasn't trying to build something. He just, man, oh man, we found the one. And 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 it was not just something when you find him, it, it's almost impossible to keep this to yourself if you truly found him. I love to see. Somebody visiting, and the next week they got two, and then the next week they got four. And oh, why? Because the preaching's so great. I hope it's good. I really do. But the reality of it is, what I long for and desire, and what, what the you know what we work towards is that we gather together as the body of Christ, and you feel His presence. Not, I don't want to put on a good show. There's no show good enough. Not by human standards, but I'm telling you, one touch by Him will change you forever. It change, it changes lives forever. And so Simon, Andrew gets to his brother, and he says, uh, <coughs> He said, we found the Messiah, the anointed one, we, and he brought Simon to, to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, you're Simon, uh, son of John, you'll be uh, Kephas or Cephas or whatever, which means rocks. The next day, he decided to leave Galilee, found Philip, and told him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethesda, the hometown of Andrew and Peter, and Philip found Nathaniel. I mean, it's like dominoes here. And he told him, we found the one Moses wrote about. I, I would love for you, has anybody ever had an angelic visitation? Anybody? When you heard the gospel, when you heard the gospel, was it an angel that preached it to you? There has been and will always be, by the will of God, that human element, where you declare it to somebody. Where the word of God flows from us to someone else. And that is by God's design. But it does not flow if we're not mindful that, that 
because we've been found, we need to find somebody. As I said, I'm not going to go out there today like in, in whatever. I'm not being critical of somebody that's knocking doors. I've knocked doors before. Highly ineffective. And it was more out of, well, we got to do something. You know, oh man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go out and witness. No, it's, when you really understand the grace of God and the favor of God and that He absolutely cares about you, it's His natural flow as breathing. It's being a witness. It's who you are. It's not what you do from time to time. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't all of a sudden put on my Christian coat when I come to church. I'm going to talk about faith here. I, the one thing that I love about our coffee shop is, uh, actually, I drink coffee. They smoke cigars. But while we're there, I do drink coffee. But while we're there, there are, it's filled with sinners. Filled. And there's something about that atmosphere that they just going to sit down and talk. And when I prayed several years ago because all of my friends were saved, all of my relationships were just people that I, that already had the gospel. I said, I'm not, something's not right here. I don't feel good because I, there's not, I can't tell you about, I can tell you about him, but you already know him. You know, I, I can I can declare some things, but the reality of it is, there's something absolutely uh, 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 life changing to see somebody else' life be changed by the same thing that changed yours. And so I found a place and began to go there, and and I did not lead. And those of you that have been there, you know, I didn't go in there. I'm the preacher. I'm the preacher. I'm the preacher. And every time they cuss, and they still cuss. I didn't say, oh my God, I can't hear that. As if you're going to melt because you're hanging around sinners. Now I'm going to tell you, listen, and they know because they're here. So I got to be careful. <laughs> but if you're going to hang around sinners and you're going to become sinners and you're going to become the sinner, you know what? Don't hang around them. That's the reality. Don't, don't, if you, if you can't, you know, I'm not here telling you, hey, go, go hang out. If you, if you're in that place where God's gifted you to be, I'm telling you, Jesus was accused by the religious and the righteous of his day of being a friend of sinners. And, and the declaration was, you know, if you're some holy guy, you're going to hang around holy people. Well, first of all, uh, the only thing that makes us holy is him, right? We're filled with faults just like everybody else. But it's the grace and the favor of God in our lives that, that just ought to shine. It, it ought to be that, that it, it's it, His glory wherever we are. And so I get into that atmosphere and those guys, and I'm just going to be my me. And eventually comes out, you know, what are you, preacher? Now every time they introduce me, right? Somebody new comes along, you know how they introduce me? He's a preacher. I don't have to say it anymore. In fact, I'd rather they didn't say it, but they don't. Stop. 
He's a preacher. They think he's some big joke. That the preachers hang around sinners. But I got to tell you, Jesus, he went out of his way. And, and I'm, I'm going to close, I'm going to close with this in three minutes or less. If you read the account of the disciples of, of, uh, the religious saying, uh, that in making the accusation that he was a friend of tax collectors and sinners, Jesus, and it's in Luke chapter 15 and for the sake of time, I'm not going to go th- through it all. He gives three different scenarios. A lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. And, and he, he tells the story of how, which one of you having a uh, hundred sheep or ninety, a hundred sheep and one of them was lost wouldn't leave the ninety nine to find the one. He said, and when you found it, you found the one, you, 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 uh, rejoice over the one that you found more than the 99 that's in the pen. And so he says, the angels in heaven rejoice more over one sinner that repents. I'm going to tell you, thank God for those of you that serve him. Serving him is its own reward. It's an everyday blessing. But I'm here to tell you, if you, if you think you're outside and you're not in the kingdom of God, I'm telling you, you have his attention. You just flat out do. And there's an angelic host waiting to rejoice over the one. Talks about the lost sheep, what, how that sheep got lost. You know, it, it, I think it's three different types of, of, of people. One, one where, you know, you just, just life, you get out there thinking this is better than that. And you, you know, you ever think the grass is greener on the other side? It ends up costing you marriages and, 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 uh, financial disaster and addiction and all of these other things. But I'm going to tell you what, because you're a mess doesn't mean God doesn't care. He's for you. And he talks about the lost coin. There's some of you here today that are, that are so much like that lost coin. The, the lost coin had no, the, the, it was no choice of its own. It was just a coin. Somehow it got misplaced. Some of you have suffered incredible abuse, uh, not because of your own decision, but because of somebody else's decisions. You were there. You were... Whatever happened to you wasn't because you made the choice. You got lost because of somebody else's action. I'm here to tell you what. He's looking for you. He's searching for you. And the other one, and I'm going to tell more about it in the next few weeks, but the other one is a lost son. Young people, I fear for you. Not, Not like I'm afraid. But you know what happens when you're raised around this and it becomes common? It's like no big deal. 
It doesn't really, you know, what's the big deal? It's the same every Sunday. And you're raised in the very presence of God, and you don't value it. And that young man said, Daddy, I'm going to go strike out on my own. And you know something about God? If that's what you choose, that's what you get to do. He's not going to grab your feet at the door and, and try to beg and scream. You make your choices. But that lost son got out there and found out what it was really about. And when he came to himself, when he realized he was lost, there is no greater thing in our lives than realizing that, Jesus, I need you. Have you ever said that? Young people, have you ever said that? Jesus, I need you. Old people? Have you ever said it? I don't care where I am. Man, if I don't say it a dozen times a day, Jesus, I need you. I just do. And the reality is, is that I have them. So the, the rejoicing and, and that person that's been around the kingdom all their life, and they, ah, well, you know what? He's still searching for you. Stand with me. Found people find people. It's not something that we're going to create some huge program and see how well you're doing. There's plenty of things going around Gateway right now that if you're not the one with, you know, you know able to talk. There's all kinds of things you could do to be involved. I, I mean, if you're found. If you're already found and you want to share this with somebody, I'm going to tell you, get behind some of the things that's going on here. The open door serves. We serve once a month on a Saturday. You know what that's about? Finding people. Just share, well, it's just a meal. Yeah, but you're the presence of God to them. Yeah, I can't talk. Well, I bet you could serve beans. You could help clean up. You know, Ambleside, what a great ministry to this assembly. That school. Well, I, you know, I don't got kids at school. Yeah, but get involved. Figure out a way to be a blessing like so many were yesterday. Well, no, that's not about finding people. Oh, yes, it is. You have no clue. There's other things from our home groups. Our harvest party. What's what's it ultimately about? It's about a core value in the church that we want to find somebody that's lost. We want to fill them with good food and then share the good news. But first of all, you that are here, and I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. I want to pray with you. It's impossible to share what you don't have. It's impossible to give if you don't have it to give. And if you've never let him, if you've never let him into your life, I'm asking you this morning. It starts with a simple prayer. 
It's just a step. If you pray it with sincerity, I'm telling you, it can change the direction of your life. And it's just like this. Jesus, I need you. It's just that simple. Jesus, I need you. If you feel that God-sized hole that Steve talked about, come on, He's the answer. And it starts out with, Jesus, I need you in my life. If you've never told Him that before, come on, with real sincerity, with real honesty, for just a moment, let it come out of your mouth. Let it come out of your mouth right now. In Jesus' name. Jesus, I need you. Lord, I want you to be a part. I want you to be a part of my life. I want you to be my life. Father, this is that divine intersection today for me. And I I, I don't want to miss it. I want to follow you. I don't care if you're a lost sheep. I don't care if you're a lost coin. Or if you're that lost son. Let Him find you today. Jesus, we worship You, Father. If you have any need at all, come on, if you want me to pray with you, if you have a need of healing, we want you to come down here. This is kind of like the place where you say, come pray with me. We'll leave you alone in your seats. But if you come on down here, if you have any need at all, we want you to come and pray. So as we sing... Would you make time for him today in Jesus' name?